0: This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. All right, guys, you're listening to another episode of Redefining the Counterculture right here on Witten Radio. I'm super excited to introduce to you a film director Charlie Samuels. Uh, We're talking about Mr. Samuels' uh, newest film, uh, his just amazing, amazing film, uh, called The Virgin Blacktop. It's a New York skate-opsy film, and it chronicles um, skateboarding in, in uh, New York in the 1970s. Uh, Charlie, how are you today?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you? Well, hey, I'm feeling well.
0: I'm feeling well. Uh, I had a chance to, to check out the film, and I think that it's quite amazing, um, the, the work that you've done to chronicle um, just the skateboarding scene um, as a whole, um, you know, in the, in the 70s and in New York. I Thought was just amazing.
1: Um, well, thank me- you. Yeah, we <laughs> we we won uh, audience award at a festival in Connecticut on Saturday, and then in New York City, we had a standing ovation and um, at the Margaret Mead Festival at the American Museum of Natural History. So, I uh, I'm pretty psyched. I, I I can't believe it.
0: Absolutely, I, it must be a good feeling, you know, just seeing all your hard work and you know how it's paid off because. I know this is a film that took you a while to create and it was something that you literally birthed birthed out of you. Um, When you see the film, the the finished product, are you pleased with it? Because I know that, you know, most creative types, you know, when you ask them about, you know, something that they Mm -hmm. created, you know, they always say, hey, I wish I would have done this better. I wish I would have done this differently, et cetera, et cetera. When you see the film, um, are you pleased with how it turned out? Is there anything that you would do differently?
1: It's it's ninety nine percent of my dream. I mean, I, it, it definitely gets the feeling across of the relationship between my skateboard team and I. And you know, uh, you know, occasionally I'll watch it and then I'll just I'll see nothing but mistakes. You know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, mostly I'm 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 completely pleased with it. Even before I got feedback, I was very very happy with it. And uh, now we're getting you know great reviews and you know awards around the world so you know part of uh you know a, a part of what a, you know an artist or a filmmaker wants to do is to communicate it to other people and the more people like it the more likely you get your message across to more people so i think we're in good shape
0: absolutely absolutely um you know in the in the 70s you know New York in the 70s was known for a lot of things but it uh you know, um I don't know that skateboarding is something that comes to mind when people think <laughs> up the seventies in new york um was yeah. it was it tough for you i guess um you know um I guess helping to kind of reshape and redefine the you know the the stereotype of what you know New York was known for when doing the film 'cause no
1: i, I no, because you know we were basically in our own bubble and uh I you know, I'm a journalist at heart because I'm a photojournalist and a photo illustration person who's worked, you know, worked in many magazines. And so, uh, you know, if I I basically just told the truth in chronological order as best I can in a story structure. And back then, you know, it's debatable when skateboarding, of course, or maybe even philosophical, when it exactly started. But the big bang was the time when we started which was you know the late 70s and that was caused by the urethane wheel and um we had nothing in common all nine of us on our wizard skateboard crew uh, except skateboarding and the rest we didn't care and we had p- kids from different schools vastly different ages different ethnicities and different economic backgrounds I mean, it was ridiculous. Uh, you know, imagine a 7-year-old hanging out with a 16-year-old. That's, you know, and, and, you know, even just different towns. There used to be rivalries, you know, back in the 70s. You you could get beat up just for walking into another town. And, you know, so um, this was, you know, kind of unusual, but we didn't think of it as such. We just wanted to skate, and we were very serious seriously fun about it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I love it. What did you, um, I guess, what was the most, you know, memorable thing about, you know, filming this, putting this film together, because like you said, it was something
1: that, you know, you worked really hard on. Um, what's the most memorable thing? I mean, I hope that everything that's the most memorable is in there. And I think, you know, the, I mean, one way to answer that question is that you know, I when I thought of this idea to make a documentary about you know one of the happiest times in my life, um, I thought it would be like a 25-minute documentary edited on a VCR and broadcast on Manhattan Neighborhood Network, where I lived in New York City, which was basically a cable access you know show that I had bi-weekly and I would interview artists and stuff, but then. I remembered that, you know, a few people had shot us on Super 8 back when we were competing. And I thought, man, if I could find that, you know, then, you know, I I could really help this 25-minute documentary. Not only did I find it all, but I found more, and I couldn't believe how talented these, you know, Super 8 shooters were. And they were just, you know, ahead of their time. And, you know, we had... Uh, one wizard mom named Gail, you know, one of our skateboard tunes' mom, Gail Tipton. And we had uh, Matt Harrison. We had James Alsler. These are all kits. Um The rest of them, Rolf Taylor and, and Carlos Cisneros and Will Hammerstein. So all, these, all this footage just said to me, oh, my God, I've got to make a full-length feature out of this. I mean, I have to do this stuff justice. And so the, that Super 8 was the bridge which got me into a 24-year project.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Twenty four years is is such a
1: long time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did it assist that walk
0: for you when you were doing it?
1: No, it really didn't, because you know I I um, I assisted you know over a hundred different photographers in the late eighties to to learn photography. And then when I um, started off in photography, I was shooting my friends, so I got you know a, probably maybe the first full page of the skateboarder in the New York Times magazine um And then I started, you know. Before that, I was shooting for Thrasher and Transworld and a couple other skate magazines, which got me the the jobs, you know, to be in the big magazines. And um so, I it was just a, you know, I that was that's my career. So, you know, it was just a natural transition to, you know, have a desire to make a story with a medium that has has movement built into it. You know, I specialized in in describing movement with photography, and this was just a natural transition.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: What's the biggest
0: takeaway that you want people to get from your film? Because I know for me it was so eye-opening, and, you know, I um, – I Well, over thank you. The- what, was, what was eye-opening about it? Um, well, just everything from, I guess, kind of like the, you know, like the the origins of, you know – you know, New York, you know, skateboarding, and Mm -hmm. um, just because when I think about skateboarding, you know, I I did it a a little bit um, in college and Mm -hmm. um, in high school, but, you know, growing up in in the late 80s, you know, I always thought that skateboarding was something, you know, that was basically from, you know, the late 80s, early 90s, and so I didn't know that it dated all the way back to, like, the 70s. Yeah. I thought that that was so eye-opening, and... Another thing was just um, how it had, I mean, even back then it had the power to just to break down walls and barriers because, you know, like you said, it was such a a diverse group of kids and, Mm -hmm. you know, you had black kids and, you know, just all sorts. And it was just really cool seeing that, seeing that, you know, age and color and ethnicity weren't, you know, any factor, you know, the love of the sport was what, you know, really brought
1: you guys together. And- yeah, I mean, we're still we're still incredible friends right now. We, they, just this weekend, seven out of the nine members got together and went to a festival, and we just <laughs> had a blast. And you know, the Q and A was was everybody everybody up on stage. You know, so <laughs> you know, there they were in the flesh. And um, no, um, I, I don't. You know. I answer this question differently every time. Um, There are so many messages in this film that it's hard. I've had a devil of a time, you know, coming up with a one-sentence thing. Um, You know, I I think you just got to see it. And I know, you know, we're getting standing ovations. People are crying. People are belly laughing. And, you know, (laughs) so the reviews are good. It's, uh, well, I guess maybe the simplest way to put it, is it's really a hybrid between a great story and a skateboard story, so you know people the mainstream can enjoy it too. It's not just a you know history of skateboarding of New York City. It starts out that way, but it's, right. it's, it's, it's yeah, it really has much you know I would I don't know about deeper messages, but like more messages that. <laughs> you know that uh you know they they go with our our culture and um you know, um I don't know how else to describe it,
0: I love it, yeah, I think it's got it's yeah, there's so many the, the, the easiest thing for me to say is like you you can't watch this film and not be affected by it in a good way, you know it's like oh, it's good. Just, yeah. yeah it's uh it's definitely um. an an emotional roller coaster, but it's it's so cool. I, I love it. I love the way that it was shot. And I can tell that you put your heart and your soul into this, um, into this film. And it's just so beautifully done. Um, I know that you're currently doing, you know, more and more festivals. Um, will there be, do you plan to do any like expanded, um, home, like distribution release or?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking for a distributor and, uh, the, the hope and I expect what, what will happen is it'll be on, uh, TV first and then it'll be available as an online streaming platform. And we may even do, you know, some theatrical releases before all that, you know, just to raise awareness because, you know, there's, there's nobody famous in it. There's no zombies. There's no sex or violence. <laughs> So you know, it's like you you got to raise awareness, and that's part of what you know. I'm you you know I'm hoping film festivals can do for it, and so far it's going really well. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Um, is there a way? Um, well, I guess this is kind of tied in with the, the last question, but um, is there a way that um, our listeners can can purchase can can they buy the film directly from you?
1: Not at this point, no. But I, I strongly urge them to. Uh, Go to our website, virginblacktop.com, or join us and/or join us on Instagram at virginblacktop_film. So um, that you'll, you'll be updated there. And if if there's a festival, you know that anybody is involved in that's listening right now, I would love to, uh, you know, enter. Uh, I'm at the point where I'm just. Shotgunning, it, you know, we're in the midst of the uh, film festival circuit, and it's won four out of four awards out of six illegible film festivals. And there's a smattering of a bunch of others that it, it's been in. So and then there's more coming up. So that's the state of it, a virgin blacktop. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love it. I love it. I love it. I'm, um, I'm
1: glad you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it was amazing. Do you do you plan to do any any more films like this?
1: uh yeah sure um but i don't know you know it would take me a lot to do a documentary i'd much rather do a drama at this point because (laughs) you know there's there's a documentary documentaries just take a, a tremendous amount of time unless there's a finite ending like there was this one documentary called hands on a hard body and i think it was shot in texas and it was just three or four days of people trying to keep their hands on a brand new car <laughs> and <laughs> whoever was left standing got the car, you know. And uh, so that's that's a wonderful concept because uh, there's a finite ending there. And um, but um, I think I think I'd love to try a drama, something that I believed in.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Charlie, I'm I'm all out of questions, but I wanted to thank you so much just for joining me on today's show, and uh, I wanted to open the
1: floor if there's anything you'd like to say to our listening right. audience. Oh, um, well, to me, I guess I've said everything. I, I strongly urge them to see it and look it up on the web and join Instagram. Um, I, I, I tell everybody, you will not be disappointed. I actually have the confidence in it now, you know, that I, I don't know people that have hated it, <laughs> put it that way. It's a hard um, thing
0: to hate. I mean, there's it's To me, it's it's just amazing because, I mean, whether, you know, you're a pro skater or a novice or Mm -hmm. just somebody that just dabbled in it a little bit, I mean, it just still draws you in. It's a really compelling film from the opening frame, you know.
1: Great. Well, I guess one one thing I could say is, you know, you mentioned the goodness in it, and um, I think, you know, in these – Challenging times of road rage and uh, you know what's happening even around the world. I think um, you know films like mine may may provide a nice escape because it reminds you that people are good and you know. So I, uh, you know, there's not there's some hard points in the film as you said. There's it's an emotional roller coaster, but you you can't have highs without the lows and. This is the truth of how our team and our lives, nine lives, uh played out over over the last 40 years. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. You're so right. Yeah, you can't you can't really have those highs without lows cuz I mean that's essentially how life is, you know, and mm-hmm. I mean this film yeah, that's how I would say it does a great job of chronicling chronicling life and just, you know, the beauty of life. <laughs> You yeah. know, skateboarding is the commonality in the film. It's really a, a coming-of-age
1: story. It's a story about life. Right. I mean, a lot of people still have the impression of skateboarders as, you know, miscreants or troublemakers <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I mean, we're all human, so we're all, you know, we all have a little bit of of cra- craziness in us, but, you know, it's, it's not any more dangerous than basketball, football, soccer, and you know um and the the kids now that are skating are just so welcoming and in you know inclusive they're not exclusive the way they were in the 70s and you'll see that we weren't like that in the 70s absolutely absolutely yeah that's what And I- we and we all still skate you know we we were skating down West 77th Street in front of the American Museum of Natural History this Sunday right before right before you know all seven of us right before the the screening at margaret Mead film festival so you know anybody can do it and uh it's just it's great exercise but it's it's also a lot of fun
0: absolutely absolutely man i love it (laughs) (laughs) oh good (laughs) well charlie thank you so much i really appreciate it
1: sure thanks for uh calling me up and uh i hope uh Your listeners uh, see it soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And it's called Virgin Blacktop, a New York Skate Odyssey. Guys,
0: you definitely got to check it out. Check them out on Instagram. Uh, They're on Facebook, and they're also on Twitter. Um, But Instagram's their big one, and we'll put that link in the body of this
1: post. Well, thank uh, you. You're
0: welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Sharon.
1: All right. Yeah, nice talking to you. Likewise. Bye-bye. The Punisher, a firearm-wielding vigilante, was pulled from New York Comic Con by Marvel and Netflix, something Steve Harsh, who's been attending for years, understands.
0: I do kind of agree with that, out of respect for the victims and for the situation.
1: But another attendee, Leo Lawrence, says The Punisher didn't cause the Vegas shooting. That's only punishing the, the fans and it's only letting the idiot that did it win. Punisher or not, security here is tight with the NYPD's heavily armed anti-terrorism unit standing guard. At the Jacob Javits Convention Center in Manhattan, I'm Julie Walker. Everyone's got their thing.
0: Maybe it's a breakup.
1: A death. An accident. Whatever it is, you used to be one thing. Now, you're something else. We all have our own problems. Our own issues.